of Speakers of Heidelin is made possible by our generous patrons. Special thanks to our supreme and master speakers, Omeji Cat Comet, Erisuyama Kawa, Sirka Barakil, Remy Asalia, Alex Franco AV, Winebow Brood, Psyche, Asuta Starbreeze, Cletus Oreo, Nina Grimstoddard, Arcadia Lunashine, Nat Clay, Lily Black, Bob Cece, Mikta Rabentau, Sapa Chakwatol, Edwin, Umbral Wind, Quick Levin, Pamela Isley, Camille Grinnow, Elenriel Maximus, Codrith Novelist, Mira Miri, Bay Barbalay, Suno Shikano, Celestau Notrell, Lazy Boy, A Bag of Dragonite, Luke Osborne, Pandalu Storm Arrow, Tex, Yowie Wowie, Kai Lin, AJ Brainswordson, Anathus Moonscar, Arthur Law, Viridan Derard, Saipup, Spencer Christmas, Noi Fafnir, and Chesha Saltiri. Support the show and become a patron today at patreon.com slash speakersxiv. Thank you. Good evening, Aorsians. Welcome to Speakers of Fidelin, episode 297. I'm Lakeel Bravestone, and I'm joined today by Georgi Wiston, Mela Vanadar, and Rollo Des. Hello. Hello, welcome. Hello. Today uh, is April 30th, 2022. It's the last day of April, um, mm -hmm. which uh, is interesting. I can't believe it's going to be May. <laughs> ah, that's the thing i know <laughs> the uh, today's main stories we have uh three yoshi p interviews that we're gonna dig through there's some interesting stuff in there we'll also be looking through the weapons design contest um what do we call them like entries nominees Winners. they're oh, they're Winners. all are they all won yeah, well, that's the trouble. The part of the, yeah, the Except part of the, the bottom are not in winners. Yeah, okay, the part of the... But we're only going to talk about the winners. Oh, right. We're, we're just talking about the winners. Okay, yeah. Um, we are um, um, also going to read your mog mail, uh, speakersxavi.com slash mog mail. Uh, so um, the, that's the show. Stay tuned for the post show. We'll be answering questions from the syndicate. Uh, and there you go. There's going to be also we're going to talk about the housing stuff as well. So don't worry about that. There's more updates uh, about that. But before that, we I'm also sure you're thrilled. <laughs> we have to remind you that on this coming Tuesday, um, we'll be uh, doing the Eurovision countdown show pre-show, if you will, which is the week before Eurovision. That is. Um, well, that channel, the channel is already visible for patrons now. Uh, it will open, I'm going to say it opens tomorrow. So on Sunday, the channel will open. Um, and then, yeah, on Monday, sorry, on Tuesday, um, the show will begin. So if you are a, su a Supreme Master or Senior Speaker, you can watch that at the time specified in this uh, infographic it's at 7 p.m bst for uh, audio listeners uh, that's 2 p.m edt i don't uh, see i'd never EST. know if we're in est or edt so i just do et <laughs> so people be like yeah you just fill in whichever uh, one it is whatever uh, you want whatever you want 
it's that. Um, right, so there you go. Uh, that's uh, that's coming up. Uh, Eurovision, big hype. Let's jump into recent events. Well, before we actually start, we have to uh, say uh, happy birthday to Yoshi P. Wow. Yoshi P. Wow. Yeah, he is uh, 49 today. Um, you know what? Maybe I maybe I can bring out the. Um, what a handsome young chap! Ooh. At only 49. I don't think you can hear this. I don't think anyone but me could hear that. That, uh, I, I played the birth. It. I played okay. the birthday song just for me. It was very oh, sad. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, beautiful hair. I'll just imagine yeah. that the birthday song is playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The birthday song was playing. It was great. We all loved it. Uh, yeah, forty nine. Uh, next year is his fiftieth birthday. Mm -hmm. God, he's becoming uh, ancient. Again. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Happy birthday, Yoshi P. Uh, hope you get the day off. Uh, probably not, because that picture's from the office. So <laughs> I don't know. Is that is that from today? I don't know if that was from today, but like his birthday is on the Saturday, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. I don't yeah, know what his fine. work schedule's like. We from what we hear, every time he talks about it, it sounds like he never has a day off. But um, yeah, all right. Uh, this housing lottery thing, huh? Um, there's a not there's the fifth follow-up was posted on April 28th so uh, I'll just read it since we've been following this story um, this is Naoki Yoshida producer and director of Final Fantasy 14 I apologize for the ongoing disruption caused by problems with the housing lottery system introduced in patch 6.1 today I would like to share an update regarding our progress and resolving this issue reproducing the issue and fixing identified uh, errors as I mentioned in our previous update, these steps of the process have been completed, verifying fixes. We finished verifying our fixes as of April 25th, meticulously testing various lottery conditions to ensure all issues have been successfully addressed. The fix for the additional error we mentioned last time, which affects relocation between plots under certain rare conditions, has also been confirmed successful. That's good. Because that, that's the scariest one. You don't want anything to go mm. wrong during relocation. Um, restoring lottery data. Currently, we are proceeding to construct an internal server environment that simulates conditions on the public servers so as to test methods for restoring players' lottery data. However, the creation of such conditions is subject to factors beyond our control, and we therefore expect this phase to take approximately eight business days. Oh. I, that's like... Okay, so that's eight business, business days since this post, I'm assuming. So this post came out on the 28th. Yeah. I sincerely yeah. Yeah. I sincerely apologize that this time extends beyond our original estimate for how long fixes would take. But as preventing further issues in, uh, is our priority, it is necessary in order to ensure that data restoration procedures can be thoroughly tested. Uh, upcoming... That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, mm -hmm. I, yeah, they're trying to fix it, so, yeah. Mm. Um, upcoming schedule. We plan to conduct maintenance to fix issues on the public servers and restore lottery results data on Monday, May 16th. This is expected wow. to take... Yeah, this is expected to take approximately 8 to 10 hours and should make purchase of, uh, purchase of and relocation to plots one in the lottery possible once more. 
Until this maintenance can be performed, however, relocation and sales for all plots will be suspended. We regret the delay, but ask for your understanding as we work to resolve these issues with the necessary caution. Finally, I would like to give my sincerest apologies once more to the distress and aggravation caused by these housing issues and the length of time required to fix them. I assure you that we will take the utmost care in resolving these problems and ensuring your data is restored and greatly appreciate your patience. Well, well the game's garnered a lot of good faith. I think they can take their time to fix this one, you know? I yeah, I don't think... I mean, people are still going to be upset with the results because it's a fucking lottery. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. This was a hor... I, yeah. They don't seem to be able to win with their housing system. No. No matter what they try, something no. goes wrong. Yeah. Just just make Island Sanctuary already. Everyone can have their individual housing and you'll be free. No, this will exacerbate the situation of people thinking Island Sanctuary is individual housing. There's <laughs> we, there's no confirmation of what it'll be. Right. They said yeah. you could decorate it. Then they say it was housing, but they right. said you could decorate it. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see. Uh, hopefully this is the end of the housing. No, it's okay. I can tell you right now, this is not the end of the housing issues. We're going to have housing issues as long as oh, this system totally. exists. Until <laughs> um, this game's death, I, I'm, I'm Yeah, I think, I think that's true. Um, all right. Um, I guess we're going to move on to the uh, weapons design contest, which... Uh, yeah, I think the only way to really... Um, Oh, I just realized last time we did this, uh, Rollo wasn't here, so Mela is just like <laughs> covering oh, him fine. here. Just floats around. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I can be Mela. Um, well, you you can be Mela. Your your nameplate's gonna say Mela, but I thought hopefully people who watched will will know who you are, Rollo. Oi, oi, oh no, God! Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> We're not, not time for that promo yet. All right, it also says the wrong date, guys. Ignore oh. this. Ignore this. It's the wrong episode. It's, it's the wrong episode. Uh, Everything's wrong. That's some, okay. I'm not used That's to. Okay. I'm not used to us it's having this. Two hundred ninety-four. I don't. <laughs> Also, why is the camera further down on this one? Um, the uh, I'm not used to us having a separate overlay for this. Uh, okay, well, while we're looking at these, I'm going to ninja fix that. Oh, shh. Well, calm oh, down. What have you done? Oh, God, calm down. What are you, what are you doing? What are you oh, my doing? God. <laughs> oh, my God, what's going on? <laughs> that was very... That was scary. <laughs> what was that? All right. Uh, so, the... <laughs> <laughs> the weapons design contest. Um, let's uh, have a look at these while I fix. Um, oh, God. Uh, okay, so uh, weapons design contest. I, when was this like started? It's a while ago. Oh, ages ago. Yeah. Remember I put uh, in an entry for it? Yes, yes. Mayla, I do remember. Really? Oh, wow, yes. that's a long time ago. That was, I mean, I, it's a shame it didn't, didn't win, win. as you can see. But... Yeah, well, yeah. Mm. Um, so we'll start here, uh, the Paladin, uh, weapon oh, here. Let's uh, pick some winners and losers. Yeah, let's yeah. Well, this first one's a major winner. How cool it is. This is amazingly well designed. Yeah, it is. It is really nice. I uh, hope it's, like, animated in-game, like, where the, like, Twilight stars or whatever. Oh, oh that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. Uh, it, so they, the, the format is, like, they have, they have these, and then they have, like, what I prefer, a joke, a joke weapon. yeah, kind of like a joke, a joke weapon. weapon. Yeah, I'm the... not sure why, but it's each one has two. I mean, how would you? 
Because I think jobs would complain if there was only one picked for each job and then some got joke weapons and some got real weapons. Oh, yeah, that's true. I think this was the only way they could fairly do this. Yeah. I won't be using this one, personally. Hmm. (laughs) You don't want to hold a ladle and a pot lid? (laughs) Maybe Maybe the ladle... Uh-huh. And I'll find like a really I'll have the other shield, the like twilight really cool shield with a ladle. <laughs> okay. It's... There we oh. go. Uh right. Uh yes. Um and then we have Warrior. Uh eh, not a fan of saw axes. There was all weapons. Mm, it makes me think it. of like Monster Hunter or something. Yeah. I like that it's not something we have in the game really. Hmm. That's true. That's a nice glow. Yeah. I think, I, I think I like the joke one more for Warrior. Oh, <laughs> I really like the joke one. Like a <laughs> like that's, yeah, that's, that's that's one yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, Dark Knight has... Uh, Feels like an identity crisis, almost. It, there's a lot one. going on. Yeah, it's a lot. I know there's a lot going on, but it it feels very angelic, very paladin esque. Yeah, it almost. feels like no, it feels like a biblical angel mailer. So like where yeah. oh, that's true. Like, yeah, that's the one. ones like true life, and they're like horrible. Mm-hmm. Like it's got if you look at it, it's got that spine texture combined with the wings. Disgusting. Yeah, but in a way ooh. though, like Dark Knight in four was just the fallen paladin, wasn't it? So maybe it makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, this this, this one's because it doesn't interesting. This doesn't feel like a joke weapon. This feels oh, like a primal weapon. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it looks really cool, actually. It's like uh, a like a Ilmeg sword. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pink. It's beautiful. For the Gunbreaker, this is a very Ooh. like traditional looking. Yeah. Mm. Gun blade. It's very uh, uh, squall. Yeah. We'll say I like it a lot because it has the thing that most gunblade weapons don't have, and which is like the actual revolver. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most gunblades yeah. or gunbreaker weapons for some reason just don't have the revolver, but I'm like, that's kind of like a big. I said bad choice. Yeah. yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm curious as to how that Cerberus d- detail is going to look in game. So that's quite small. Oh, is it? Is it like? Here? It's not going to look good at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's that tiny bit there. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, they've I shown assume... that they can do it with the Ronkin weapon, so maybe we'll be surprised. Mm. But... Yeah. I also assume that on the finalized version, it won't say ether in English. Where do you uh, see ether? Above the. Uh, above the. Oh bar. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll just cut that out. It's weird to just have ether written on it. <laughs> Shit. Okay, that doesn't work. <laughs> Latin. <laughs> oh, I see. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this was actually... We can be this close. This is fine. I don't think Latin exists in this in our world. No. Yeah, this no. one. I love this one. I love that it opens <laughs> this up. This fun. Yeah. I, I have... love that it just says shark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's not really a... I mean, it has the revolver thing, which is nice as well, but it's... Yeah. I don't know where it comes out. No, I don't know where it shoots from. <sighs> yeah, I, I guess know. it's the eyes. Oh, that would be cool. But is that how nice. bullets work? Can yeah, you really just... twist yeah, it yeah. D- well, all the way that... down like like that magic. acute of an angle? Remember, yeah. Remember that gunbreaker weapons don't actually it's fire magic. bullets. They just they just like explode them. Yeah. They explode bullets. 
Except All right. for that healing bullet you shoot at your, your allies. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. That, at that point, it's that different. <laughs> uh, Monk, this one's cool. I like this. Yeah. Dragon's Beard Fists. I, much, I prefer Monk weapons where they're more on the hand, like the glove ones and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like claws or daggers coming out of your arm. Mm. Yeah. I don't want them too bulky. Very, very, very cool. I hope those little particle effects are... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No, just this. Oh, the, this one is. Mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very on yeah, theme. So right. This is a People shark. Really like sharks. Just a shark. Uh, just a shark. Just baby shark with. Uh, I mean, why as a not? Glove. It's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it makes like a little squeaking noise every time you hit. <laughs> <the enemy. laughs> Uh, then there's Dragoon. Um, I don't know. I need, might need to zoom in on it. It's, uh, it's like a wolf, cool. isn't it? I don't think that yeah, ribbon's going to be there. I don't know about that. Mm. Well, I think the ribbon might be there, but I can tell you if it is, it's going to be static. Oh, it's going to be static. I it's going to be manipulated by physics. No, no, yeah. no. Um, it, does it... So the, the middle bits glow when you take it out? Yeah, I guess so. And the some bits on the wall. I mean, it's cool. It's really, it's it's very neat. It's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not overstated. Uh, and then there's the, the <laughs> fun one. I don't even Is that a, a, like a tickler? It's a cat toy. <laughs> yeah, it's a cat toy. It's one of those that you... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, cute. It, fine. It's not going to have very good animation, so... No. Ninja. Um, a little so, snake. This is like the thing with ninja. I've always, I've never liked ninjas' weapons because they're just tiny knives. And at some point, you're like, well, the thing, you're getting the tiny knives. That I've heard, one thing I've heard from a lot of people is they like this because it's closer to being actually just tiny knives, whereas most of the time they're really like extravagant, unnecessarily large. Yeah, they're like daggers. super. Long. Yeah, they look so unwieldy and just. Stupid. They're like essentially <laughs> swords sometimes that they're holding. Well, it's bizarre. Uh, but I don't this, really like either of those. This is um, a knife that looks like a knife. It's purple. It doesn't look very usable. Uh, and then the That's so a knife. this one's cute, but I th- think we've already been told that we can't have different. Like we, this is yes. a knife and a fork set, but you can't have a knife and a fork. Unfortunately, they have to Just be the same. Just making both forks. I want yeah. two forks. Then. I want two forks then. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, Thank you. Okay. Um, then Samurai. It's a nice scabbard. I'll be honest, this looks like just any Every. other samurai. Yeah, set. I know. Yeah. Every samurai weapon. Yeah. This, I don't know. Uh, it's nice, I guess. But to me, it just looks generic. Um, they put more work in. And with Samurai, they seem to put more work into the scabbard than the swords. Yeah. That's kind of sad. Well, I guess it's because the sword is so thin. Like, there's a, there's very little yeah. you can do with it, but... Mm-hmm. Eh, oh, yeah, it those who like sword. this style will like it, I guess. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not bad, it's nice. It just feels no, like I've cool. seen it before. I mean, it just matches Generic. the Samurai Limit Break, which is equally unimpressive compared to almost every other Melee Limit Break. Now, this, yeah. this is cool. This one is good. <laughs> this is... The Umbrella Sheath? Yeah, it's an this Umbrella. Um, it's at least like real world, yeah, hidden assassin weapon sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
okay. Bard. I wonder if it can be used as an actual umbrella. I mean, I don't think it would no. be in, in the, <laughs> no, in the game, cool. but like in real life, could these fake hidden um, hidden swords, oh, could they, they be used to as real umbrellas? To. Otherwise, people would be like, put up your umbrella, and then when you couldn't, they'd know. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Uh, okay, so this for Bard, beautiful. this is a very pretty this bow. This is really, really nice. I like this a lot. Some bird details. Mm -hmm. Some. I think Bard has gone very heavily into the harp look. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I kind of prefer more the bow look. Uh-huh. Well, they are a Bard. And also, they do have the harp detail here. There are some strings a little here. Bit, but not like... It's not too much. I I, I like bows. Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. you don't have a... Well, remember, you don't have a choice... You can't be you're an archer bard, anymore. Yeah, but you're bard. You're not ranger. Yeah, exactly. And there's no alternative, so it's nice as the only bow wielding class to have some more bows. Yeah, mm. I like the little um, quiver too. It's like two little. Yeah, bows. yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's a quiver. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. It's got the arrows. Yeah, oh, yeah good. I like it. Little arrows. And it also shows that when you pull it out, the birds will like sing. Like they'll. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> Okay, uh, this is a. I mean, I feel like these two are sort of in the same vein, even though this is like yeah, the joke the same one. Aesthetic. Yeah, they kind of have the like same thing going. Either. It's like a nutkin bow. Um, this one's a little bit more out there with like an actual squirrel. Oh, this is a, this is a real bow though. This has no harp. Yeah, this, this is just one's straight up too. bow uh, made out of uh, yes. a branch. Uh, yeah, it's just a tree. Yeah, a curved the branch that has leaves on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. The arrow is cool, but I can't see uh, them being implemented. I don't think any bow has unique arrows. No, that's true. Plus, this one wouldn't. This one would just really hurt. Well, what? you can what design the arrows. It's part of the design like... sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they they yeah, do. It's in the... I think I think the arrows oh, are different. Have... They're part of the design of the weapon. Okay, that's cool. I don't think I've ever noticed that. No. Well, <laughs> there's a very it's a very small detail. <laughs> I'd never look at the 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 arrows. Machinist. This was very pretty. It's like a Vic made of porcelain. Yeah, yeah, it's called Vittoria du Puo. I think didn't Victory of the People. Is this a Portuguese one, right? That was what they said. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's based off uh, Azuleo ceramic paintings. That's very cool. I, I really like the color scheme. It's it's very. It's very it unique. It feels unique for... in this game. Yeah. Yeah, it's very Maybe pretty. slightly simple design on some bits, but it, I'll see how it looks in game. It's like I don't know about the little Aether gold. box, though. The little... Oh. I mean, that would be cool, but I don't think that was around. Oh. <laughs> I wish they could change that. Or yeah, just that one's it. not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this one... <laughs> I don't know about this one. This is... <laughs> I don't it's think... Flower this bouquet. one's not for me. Thank you. <laughs> I don't mind this. It's cute. I mean, it's funny, but it's not. Unless it can shoot actual flowers. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, surely there must be like some flower petals coming out when you fire with it. That would be cool. <laughs> uh, I, I would love it if if you unsheath the weapon, you just took it out of the flowers, like mob style or something. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. yeah. But this is also interesting, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> You're just holding a bouquet of flowers. Yeah. Uh, dancer weapons. Now, what the, this one is, is a lot. They're like little it's swords. It's, like, it's pretty cool. Actually. They are like little swords. Yeah. It's like a sword with a moon thing. Mm. It's cool enough. I don't know enough about it. I mean, most dancer weapons are just like circles, aren't they? Mm. 
yeah. you get some odd uh, shapes here and there too. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this one's a nice, uh, unique. It's cool. Yeah. Um, okay. This one. This. I mean, come on. Now. <laughs> I is, is that cat boy have such bad posture? <laughs> I hey, love that. It. I love that. Um, it's. Uh, it's. It's fire. Fire. Yeah. Fire dancer thingies. Yeah. They're little bombs with fire uh, coming out of their heads. Um, I like it. Yeah. Always nice to see bombs. Yeah. Black Mage. Uh, the this Lantern. Is one of the best ones. This one's yeah, cool. This one's cool. They made. Oh, this is for both White and Black Mage. Well, they, I think they've decided to make it for Black Mage. Oh, it's been checked for Black Mage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A Victorian style lantern embracing the designs of. Filigree. Filigree. Made out of... Very small. Yeah, I can't read that. I'm sorry. But yeah, that's uh, there's a lot of text. It, uh, yeah. Um, Made out lots of, of details. Satin black metal. It's hung equally from an mm. anchor point so the lantern can move with gravity whichever way the user is holding it. Yeah, Ooh. there you go. And loads of it's more inspired, information. Inspired by the folklore of the Will-O-The-Wisp. There that you go. That's cool. Yeah. That's a good, a good tale. Yeah, I really like that. I'm... I'd use that. There's lots of cool glam. Black mages don't actually have that many nice weapons. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, Maybe there's another one you're going to get, though. Yeah, but this one. <laughs> this one's this is interesting. Cute. I'm okay with this. It's not, it's, a, you know, it's like, um, pot. you could use it in your Ishgardian roleplay set. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a spoon balancing some cups, some teacups with a ronkin, uh, with a ronkin, with a ronkin, with a ronkin. Yeah. Look, it's it's the spoon from the one meme where like, uh, can I have some ice cream? Yeah, just one scoop, and then you plot the. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, summoner. Uh. An encounter, Lily Grimoire. It's a cool book. It's a book. It's a book, it's... but it's I think it's really cute with the you know the bird. Coming I like out. the bird. The I bird's mean... cool, and the like. I don't know what material they're doing on those, like, inlaid, like, uh... This? You know, uh, like, do we, yeah, like, you know those things you'd have where it was, like, the person's face looking to the side? I can't yeah, remember yeah. what they're called. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Cameos. Uh, yeah, cameos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got, like, a bird on both of them, I think, but different yeah. birds. It's cool. It's I would like design. it maybe if they were, like, mirrored or... Crystals, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a. I mean, in the, I mean, it's a, it's the same problem that I've kind of had with ninja is that with summoner and scholar, it's a grimoire class. You're gonna get grimoires. Mm. See, the thing is, one of the first ones they made, the thirteen crossover summoner uh, arcanist book, was actually very unique, and we've had very few things as unique as that since then, sadly. Mm. Yeah. Why true. can't they have like a scroll or something for a change? <laughs> well, that would that need was in a some change. Of the losing. That yeah, would... that's the problem. It's, yeah. too, it's too physically. Remember, they hold it in old. a specific way, and then it has to fit that's that. True. Otherwise, I have to change the. Mm. Well, that, this this joke one, I actually think is really cool. Like, or this this... One's yeah. A little bit better in my. This is like maybe, a leather bound. Yeah. It looks like. Kind of fits um, the aesthetic of the game right now. Yeah, it looks like the aesthetic of the. Um, 
the uh, the the uh, oh god, what is it called? The unending Achieve- Codex. Unending Codex. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, it has the three grand company symbols just stuck on. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like a phoenix down quill. I. I. Neither of these really feel like joke weapons. No. 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 Red mage. What the hell is that? I don't. You know, at the first <laughs> glance, it's very hard to even it's, understand what yeah, you're looking I'm at. Not, yeah. It's apparently based on Amarot. So yeah, you can oh. see that it's yeah. Th- this it this has is a little the bit handle, of Amarot obviously. The top. So it's yeah. really. I need to see it more in hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to. I find this hard to to visualize, but it's. It, it's bright. Yeah. yeah. Get the little curved sword. Wow. Yeah. It's got a Zem color. Shepherd's Crook. Uh, oh, this is well. Oh, wait, yeah. Here is uh, uh, the joke Another one. Another umbrella. Which is an umbrella. I love that drawing on the bottom right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's diable. The crystal. The yeah. crystal's good. With the little, um, what are those little dro- droopy things called? Uh, droopy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, blue mage. An- Another umbrella. Remember, yeah, like the third umbrella. remember that that's the thing. But this thing. one's not the joke option. No. Uh, what's interesting is that because of how this has been designed, you're supposed to hold the umbrella upside down. Uh, like yeah, I guess, and you hold it just in the middle. Yeah, uh, a little strange. Yeah, I don't know if that gels well for me. It, it will look cool in the um, battle pose animations and the victory pose. Yeah, one mm-hmm. yeah. where you hold it like at the top usually. But... It's yeah. a nice umbrella, though. Uh, like the design of oh, the umbrella is very, very nice, nice but mm-hmm. yeah, it's blue mage. Uh, all right. Well, neither, uh, yeah, neither of these are joke options, actually. No, this one. This one's just like a cane. It's a cane, but it can like pop flowers out of it. Yeah, it's like one of those magic ones that uh, like, magicians yeah. use. That like you how does it that out to someone, and then work? a bunch of like a bouquet comes in. I think when I you unsheath it, it in our game. you unsheath it, and like, then it pops out the flowers. And then pop out. Yeah, that could be okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I dislike that's not bad. They're both nice enough, but they're both pretty uh believe like they're they're believable blue mage weapons. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. White mage. A little bunny. Wow, so cute. The bunny on the moon. On the it's, a, it's a loperet on the moon. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean it's cute. Um Yeah, it's cute. It's, it's a little yeah. it's a little uh, whimsical and it has for bunnies my taste, like going but... up the the shaft, as it were. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's some. Yeah. I mean, it's oh. cute. It looks fine. Um, and then <laughs> I really. Yeah. Okay. I, I, this one's so. I, it's so hard to know my feelings on this because mm. it is. It's dumb, but it's like funny. That it's cake not, better the lilies be at the bottom too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the cake. There's, it's a cake with the fork. It's a forked cake, piece of cake um, the with the lilies at cane. the bottom. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it's, but it's, a, it's interesting. The whatever. fat chocobo would like it. Heals <laughs> yeah. no weapon. Yeah. No. Uh, and then for scholar. Oh, this is super. This cool. one's both of Codex fact, of I, Lost Palette. I think I like both of the scholar codexes more than the summoner books. I would yeah. probably agree with you, but this one especially. Yeah, the so colors are really nice. So this is just a, um, it's a Bob Ross. It's Bob Ross. Yeah, 
I matching. think they're going to have to replace one of these with actually just like a pad or like a blank easel because scholars need to be able to write in their books for some of their animations. It'd be weird to write in this and then they have oh, yeah. to write on. True. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be too bothered if the animation looked a bit janky because it's a nice looking piece. Okay, and then there's this the, one's this a little is, bit vibrant for this my This is taste. extremely vibrant. That's uh, some uh, Lisa Frank vibes. Yeah, it's an Eos and Celine themed book. What is this supposed to be made of? If this is like a stained glass book, that sounds very fragile, but very cool. Maybe it looks like it's made out of Much butterfly like wings. Much like your job, Yoki. It's very fragile. Yeah. Now what they've done is they've Always taken teetering. they've taken butterfly wings and then just ripped them off and then glued them together <laughs> to oh make this God. book. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Astral this Need one. Need to see this in game because this yeah, one, cool. the Astrologian weapon, is amazing. This mm -hmm. looks so cool, and I'm worried that it that the game won't do it justice. Oh, very unlikely. I would love, especially with the projection. Yeah, to like try and use this in real life because it, <laughs> well, it looks like it's implied to be like its use is <clears throat> like you set it on the table on the base. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, and then you like hold it with two hands, and then you like look into yeah. it while trying to balance it. Yeah, yeah, it looks, but it's so detailed. Like the, uh, I love that. But big fave, big yeah. fave. Yeah, Hopefully very good. There's yeah, and also like it. It has uh this orb the pro it's a projection for our audio listeners this must be a very confusing thing to listen to but it's uh, <laughs> it's essentially an orb that has like a projection of uh, constellations uh, in constellations. it and it shuts mm. off when you're sheathing it so it's just like a, a blue mm -hmm. orb uh very cool uh the, f the joke one is a snow globe i like oh. it with uh Ooh. eureka it'd be nice uh, to have for in. christmas glamour yeah it's cute we don't really have one. many um, holiday-themed weapons. No, that's true. That's no, true. That's the last one. The rest are just yeah, like... The rest are uh, oh, yeah. Stuff. Right. Did we not look at... Were there no Dark Knight weapons? Yeah, yeah. No, they were the one where it's yeah, like it the angel sword, remember? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. There's no sage and there's no um, reaper weapons. Mm. Right. Because they weren't... A, this was set up before the game came out. Okay. I see. I see. Okay, now do a hairstyle contest again, please. It's been forever. <laughs> I think right. her taste has changed. <laughs> uh, right, that was uh, the house, sorry, not the house design contest. That was the weapons design contest. Um, now we're going to touch a little bit on the ultimate raid um, that's currently ongoing. Um, what a fight that they've released with this patch it's uh it's quite i haven't i'm not fully up to date because i just mm. i feel like it, i don't have the patience to watch uh it's fun to watch for like a few hours for me but then i'm like i have to do something i can't sit here and watch this yeah um but mela you've been keeping up on i've been watching quite a lot yeah what do you what do you japanese think japanese team i think this is the best for me this is probably the best ultimate um, it's not the one thing I liked in um, was it Uwu with the woke mechanic? Y yeah, was that yes. that was like a secret mechanic they had to find out, but that was ruined by the data mining. But this yes. one, nothing seems to have been ruined. The fight's really clever. Uh -huh. um, it has a weird checkpoint after the first ad phase, which doesn't need to be there, but it's kind of interesting. 
mm-hmm. and puts you at maybe a false sense of security. Yeah. Uh, and then it's just a really hard thought, and then you go into a really hard Estinian Nidhogg phase. Then there's an ad phase with the two eyes, kind of like in Extreme, where it has the red and blue tethers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then time rewinds to the first ad phase again, where you have to kill the whichever Knight of the Twelve is. I can't remember who it is. Mm-hmm. Is it Ephraim? Yes, maybe. Sure. I've only been watching in Japanese, though, so it's pretty difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and then Horshifont, obviously, is being attacked. But in this version of the phase, once you break out, you can tank LB3 him when he's getting hit so he doesn't die. And you have to kill the harpoon thing that's being shot into him to save him. And then it splits into two timelines, and now you have to kill King Thord in the second. Just... In the alternate timeline where he subjugated the Dravanians of the Churning Mist, it's really, really it is wild. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And no the initial... What causes the initial time rewind? You defeat both of the eyes, and then it just, the phase change, it brings up this big clock that ticks back, mm-hmm. and then it goes to the first phase again. Okay. I don't really know why it happens, but it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just fun. But um, yeah, no one's won yet. Nope. The, the highest pull has got Ford in the second down to 13.9% on flogs. Yeah. Um, but obviously some teams won't have updated that. Um, but yeah, as far as we're aware, it still hasn't been beaten. It's really cool. It, it is and like... I've not seen the Nidhogg. You know the thing where they had Nidhogg and Racevelger? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've not seen that yet. Right. Like this this I one? I that must be one of the last ones. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. So it must be either there's something after Thord in the second, or it's something that happens later in the fight that the team I'm watching hadn't got to because they've, they've sort of struggled mm-hmm. on that, that part. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The thing I like most about this fight is if you fail to save Horseshoe Font, you don't lose the fight. It just rewinds back to the first Thord and thing, and you can keep going back through this same cycle over and over again yeah if you're good enough yeah that's uh, very funny um yeah i think it'll be beaten probably this weekend maybe by monday at the latest but yeah well so while this if you're watching this sec- on demand you it's probably been beaten. Oh, yeah this is already the second longest it's taken from yeah. ultimate to be cleared yeah and th- this one seems you know pe- you know it's just it's, it's been really interesting to watch yeah have you had a chance it. to listen to the music mailer? Like, which tracks have they used? Because I feel like they would use ones from, like, Duality and the other remix albums. Um, I think one of them is, like, a, a... I think one of them's a remix from one of the albums. It has the Dragon Song bit during the ad phase. Um, <clears throat> and then just, like, the Thorden music, whatever that song's called. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kind of they play with quite low volume. Yeah, and often mm, that's fair. a lot of people that I've watched don't even have the music on anymore. Yeah. So, so I only really notice it when they get to the the eyeball ad phase because it it does that piano going into the dragon song. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I do love the implication of this ultimate that he has to die. <laughs> There is no other way. Well, if he did it, <laughs> I, I, I'm still sticking with this is their explanation. He had to die. 
This sorry. Well, <laughs> you don't mess with the timeline, but also we don't know what happens in the secondary timeline. Oh. Perhaps we're making another timeline like Graha made two timelines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. We might so, kill Thorden the second and then for some reason the Empire doesn't do Black Rose. Right. Mm, and we get we get flung back into our timeline, but this timeline with Horshfawn alive goes on and continues its own timeline, so now there's three timelines in our game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been seven years, please. <laughs> I'm so why tired. So why? I don't know why I'm, Horshfawn I'm of all so people. I'm tired of Horshfawn. I still you know, visit his grave every day. I don't understand why you are surprised by oh. this, because remember when we looked at that Japanese Famitsu poll? Like, Horshafon is still the third most favorite character of Japanese players. Yeah. Boring vanilla taste. How, how do you feel about... He's not... He is not... Rollo, okay. in the Japanese version, Horshafon is a very <laughs> horny man. Much more horny than he is in our That is true. I just... It's... It's been so long. How do you feel about your <laughs> sale then, Rollo? Your sale too? Nope. <laughs> yes, but she died too. You, you, well, because okay, she I, had to die, Rollo. She had to die. She had to no, die. Legitimately, only thing that it really like kind of annoys me about it is that every single time the game is like, you care so much, you care so so much. I you cared. The, he was the most. I do important. agree. They force your like, feelings, and yeah, they kind of write your character for you. We're like I like you know how some people say we're like oh Graha's a bit too much he comes on a bit too hard and it's like it, it feels kind of weird mm-hmm. feel that but for harsh font that's and fair. the game's making you and that's that's only thing that really bothers me that's all and also yeah. the tons of references they have to do to him every single time we went an expansion with one reference I thought we were free but no uh, we're not well you have to remember he we stayed with his family for all of Heavensward like he like his yeah. family was, was raw then though. It was I mean, raw. He, he, okay. Well, it was like it was fucking raw. He died during that bet. <laughs> That's pretty raw, dude. Fuck this up. Yeah. Raw, dude. Okay. Uh, well, what about Papalimo then? Yeah. So I guess that wasn't too much of an issue. I I I am his high. De- I agree that Papalimo. Papalimo. Justice for Papalimo. Especially for 1.0 play, players, I think is someone that means a lot. Would mean a lot to those warriors yeah. of light. And it's. It's just weird that the game is insistent well, on Archifon so much. They kind of do that when Alima with... got in the dungeon, didn't he? In um, he got, I oh, he got a reference. Spare me. Spare me. And he could yeah, easily be confused with Louis Suarez as oh, well. Like, going, um, yeah. the, the fact that his icon, like his like big deal, was the fucking staff. That was Louis Suarez's staff. staff. Yeah, but fuck that. Papalimo Tupsimati. That was his full name. And he owned Tuxedo. It's time to move on. We're gonna do uh, Mogmail now. Um, Seven years. Move on yourself. I agree with Rollo in some respects there, but not quite as harsh. What do you mean? I mean, I like it's just something that happened in the timeline. It's just but a significant it's a event. reference to Heavensward and literally a play Rollo, on that whole will, sequence of events. What were we going to do if Horshafon didn't get us into Ishgard at that point in the story? Mm. I'm not saying I hate him. Again. It doesn't sound like that. I, I, I just, it's too much for me. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Yeah. All right. Uh, time for Mogmail. <laughs> this is from uh, Morient Pahern from Behemoth. 
Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, at first, while doing the new Alliance raid quest, I imagined that there would be a big revelation that Derek is some kind of special person or that he would betray us. But after his uh, antisocial musings, I think that the big revelation will be that the true gods are the friends we made along the way. I don't really have a question. I just wanted to make this bad joke. Do you guys uh, think there will be any big plot twist not related to the Twelve? Uh, confused. The most I can imagine is like a relationship to a, a Zem. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I think they'll actually talk about some of the calamities we don't know a lot about in this. Like the first one, which was the That's wind true. one. That's a possibility. So I, I, I could see them going into detail about mm-hmm. some of that stuff. Yeah. Maybe they could say why they've never intervened at any point. Well, they do. No. They, no, well, they kind of they could go into like this because they seem to have this like set of rules. Mm-hmm. Maybe they you could don't know what say, those rules are. Well, that's why well, who I, my gave current, them the rules? Well, see, my current theory is that they, while they aren't ancients themselves, they're ancient constructs in the same way that Loperets are. And you know how Loperets have rules; they couldn't interfere with us either. Maybe they, True. maybe these, the twelve were summoned or created with the same rules that was or similar rules that they can't. Uh, Contravene. Oh, I'm so yeah. I know. My biggest hope is that they aren't ancients. They are yeah. actual gods, deities, and there is a leader of the gods, like in the pantheon, who sits on that. You know, there's that extra mm-hmm. portal, yeah. and we learn that there's actually like a god of gods. Because there's there's something weird that's happened. There's been this constant twist away since like uh, I would say 1.0, but let's say I take a realm reborn as an example, like. Constantly trying to like de-fantasize Final Fantasy fourteen. Do you mm. understand? Like the the wor- everything has like some sort of like or it's not fantasy, uh, mystify. Like it's all everything mm-hmm. has like a rationale. Like it's this was made by someone. This is a construct from yeah, like yeah, real. Nothing can be. Like, nothing is real. Anymore. Your gods are false. <laughs> it's all wrong. Uh, like uh, the big twist to me would be if it wasn't that. Like, because mm-hmm. th- to me, I'm mm-hmm. like ready for that reveal. I that would, I would this would be my face if that was the, re- the reveal. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that would be my face. I just, <laughs> I just don't see how they can justify it with what, how they've fabricated the the world up to this point. Yeah, that's the issue, isn't it? I I miss the sort of just fantasy for fantasy's sake. Like it, it doesn't have to have an explanation. Mm-hmm. Nice just have a world of magic. Final Fantasy XIV is unusual because most of the time, once you have like unlocked the secret of the gods in a video game, that's the end of the story. Oh, yeah, Our game should. is continuing, so well, no. that's why we're in this you, very weird like well, well, um, limbo. Yeah. Which they could, they are making it clear that they're here for a reason. There's a specific reason why they have sho- chosen to appear before us now. Right, mm-hmm. they make it clear. That's why they duel us. Like they have a trial of some sort. They're judging us. So I'm sure we'll figure out why they're right now revealing themselves to us. Mm. Um, Maybe yeah. it's because Heidelin's not here anymore. It's like oh, we have we have dominion. Now. Well, that's what they said <laughs> yeah, as a joke. Up. That's what, that they, said what they said initially. Yeah. But they that is I don't think that's true. Uh, that was to Do scare you think us. They sort of like revealed their. Like, oh, we were just joking, we're kind a bit too early. Because mm. now the next eight gods, we're going to be like, oh, well, we know this is just a trial. Well, something I theorized recently was that um, 
what if we don't necessarily fight them in the next tier? What if, like, so the first tier, we're in the heavens of <clears throat> the, we're in two of the seven heavens. Yeah. What if in the next tier, we go into two of the seven hells and we fight alongside them? Oh, that would be interesting. Mm, okay. Possibly. So we still get to see the them. Hells. We just don't get to, we don't end up fighting them ourselves. Because that's for very specific types of souls, each one as well. Yeah. Mm. Maybe we can meet some of our enemies. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Well, that'd be interesting because we already know where our enemies have gone. We know that they go into the live stream. What, what, are, what are the seven hells and the seven heavens in this world, actually? Mm. That's true. Yeah. We know what happens to our ether after we die. We go into the equivalent of the ethereal sea. <laughs> Maybe that's just like the holding cell. Maybe that's uh, limbo and then they get sorted. Maybe it may, we don't know because we know that we go into the ethereal sea, but we don't know much about the ethereal sea, though. Like, there's not right. a lot we know about why. Like, can you? We, we know like you a... can be plucked out of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what if the gods pluck you out of it? Why wouldn't the gods be able to do that? They might have something to do with that. I don't know. We uh, we don't know. That's why I like this por- this face because we don't know. But exactly. I'm, I'm worried that we're going. It's just going to be. Oh, we're constructs of a zem. Uh, and now we'll leave. Bye. And then they go yeah. and turn what into dust. What if they dust. don't leave though? What if they stick around? It's like they needed to pass on the knowledge of their existence to someone else. And then they're gone. And then what? Was they just going to be there and be like, we are const. All of the mystery is lost at well, that maybe. point. Well, maybe the mystery is lost for us, but like they say, you need to make sure that our legacy is never lost. That's because I don't know. I'm not. I'm not them. <laughs> no, that's the problem. They're like, mysterious. why? Why would we be like? Oh yeah, we'll keep li- like have people worship because these weird constructs. Now, I mean, considering we didn't think that, considering we found out that Heidelin was a, a primal, like our character was would probably be at this point be like, well, gods can't be real. Well, then, yeah. Well, no one worshipped Heidelin other than like the people who who knew that she existed. It wasn't like a common belief. This is like the mythos. Like this is the religion of. It's like someone meeting the of God, the people, but we actual are, God is like. Are, no, I was made by uh, uh, Steve Jobs, <laughs> and they're like, oh, <laughs> keep telling them to, to to worship me though. Bye. <laughs> like. Mm. Uh, Chat is yeah. right with Asahi took Fandaniel to like oblivion, but we don't know mm, true. how that works. Also, let's Super not forget that they're in like mm. this kind of realm that we have no we've never encountered before. No. Like the Phantom well, Realm yeah. doesn't make any sense. They can't explain it. <laughs> we've never encountered before, but apparently it's a legend that everyone well not everyone. Oh, yeah, that's people do know about me. It's a like, that has suddenly been made. They're like, oh the Phantom Realm. Phantom. Oh yeah. Yeah, the Phantom Realm. Um yeah. it was very forced in my opinion, but um, in terms of Derek, if him or his Oppo Oppo don't become anything, I'll be surprised. Yeah, because he's, he's too weird not anything. to have something. He's super weird. He's yeah. super strange because he has no reaction when the when the four of them introduce themselves as gods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you, uh, Moriant. Um, next, uh, Mogmail. Do we have time for that? Yeah, we can do one more. All right, here we go. Oh, we, we don't run the engine. <laughs> Why not? Well, we are this time. 
from Tristanex uh, from uh, Moogle. Uh, oh, would you look at the clock? It's theory time. So as you probably know, the Void sent at the end of 6.1 MSQ is 100% Xenos' avatar returned to the Void after his demise. It also seems pretty sentient for a Void sent. So my theory is that the avatar is actually the shard of a Zem from the 13th. We also dreamt of it during the brief shut-eye at the beginning of the patch, so there must be some kind of connection between that specific Void sent and the Warrior of Light. How likely do you think it is, or is there perhaps another explanation for, for why this Void sent is a special case? Mm. Let's um, call it ninety percent. Ooh, he's you, but evil. I, I'm, pretty I'm still waiting to find out what's special about our void scent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's that dude? Yeah. Why are we under a contract with him? The the um. Is that woman told us to or whatever? Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> so we just did it. Well, that wacky I mean, music played. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, why specifically with that void scent? No idea. But it's the first one available. Well, we know that that Cenos's void scent is special because Yoshi P has already told us that it is, and that we will learn more yes. about it. Um, yeah, and it didn't make any appearance at any point during his Reaper life. No. Um, well, it made that one appearance when it, it appears. It appears once during when, when he's about to kill our friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. Garlemald, and then it appears during the final fight against him. Yes. It's very disappointing, though. No information really. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know what the. I mean, the the idea that it's related to a Zem is interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it, like like a Zem's thirteenth shard from like it's the corrupted. Us though, us Zem. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah, it so would be. Wouldn't the thirteenth version of Ard, but it's example. us. Yeah, that is the theory being presented to us. Mm-hmm. That's a good theory. That is a really good theory, and that would be, that would, that's very interesting. <laughs> it would kind of explain some of Xenos' behavior, even though he was a Reaper a bit late into his lifetime. Mm -hmm. It would explain his fascination. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. Since he knew Fandaniel, Fandaniel would probably facilitate, you know, the, because he can, he, he was, he was, uh, what was his name? Um, is it? His hmm. elegant self worked with Void Tech, yeah, so yeah, go on, Gregory. Is it not possible that this is Hermes's uh, shard from the thirteenth? And that's how Z that's how Hermes like hooked up Xenos with him. That's what if it's Harshafonts? It's evil Harshafont, guys. He's coming. It's evil. It's to kill him again. <laughs> so you're saying that the Void scent is. Hermes and also Fandaniel is obviously Hermes, so it was yeah. like two Hermeses on either side of Xenos. Yeah, hmm. possibly. That's just theory. Yeah, interesting. Why not? I, yeah, I would. At the moment, I just can't figure. I can't rationalize why it would be our shard of the Warrior of Light. That's why I'm looking for alternatives still. No, if if Xenos had always been a Reaper, I would buy into it more because it would explain his behavior. Yeah, that's true. Yes. The fact that he just liked us for no reason, then he engineered his own Echo, and then he became a Reaper. If he just seems like the odd one out here. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Uh, uh, and why does his avatar have his hair? Don't know. Wonder Batch. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
don't know. Maybe it's Zenos' shard. Uh, today. That's why I'm thinking that ninety percent his. I don't know if I. I wouldn't want to commit to saying it's definitely his avatar because. But we've seen it. We've seen his avatar, or you, you're talking about it is Zenos' avatar. Yeah. It's it's the one that holds over its eyes. You know, yeah, we've seen it. We, uh, we have seen it. It is his, for sure. Okay. That has returned uh, to the void. Um. Yeah, whoever it is is. I'm pretty sure it is someone's shard, though, like a corrupted version of someone we might know. Yeah, it has to be someone important. Yeah, if it's not someone important, that's that would be that doesn't feel like the kind of storytelling this game would have. No, no, no. it has to be. Oh my god, what if it's like Louis (laughs) Swa? They wouldn't do that because he was not Louis Swa. He's here. Um. All right. Oh god, I wonder. Have we ever speculated who Louis Swa would be like in, like who he's uh, who he would be in the ancient world? That would be. I would. Mm. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. I would love to know. <laughs> I mean, conveniently, a lot of Scion's supposed uh, ancient forms are in uh, Alphys. Yes, uh, but. I mean, I, I guess Louis. Maybe he's there already, and we just haven't looked. Yeah, it's possible. Have a look around. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you, Trista. Um, we are gonna have to wrap up here. Um, but okay, we'll we'll do one more mogmail because this one is relevant to the twelve discussion we we just had. Oh. It's very short, okay. so let's do that one. This is from uh, a Sony. Oh, it's from a Sony mock. Uh, yes, a Sony Mark from Genova. Sorry, I thought I was I brought up the wrong one. Uh, to continue uh, with more baseless speculation on the 12, uh, after playing this raid tier, I want to abandon all of my previous theories of the 12 and instead put forth the theory that they are familiars, Sam's or maybe the Nas. It would explain why Emmett Selk would definitely know what they are if he ever saw them, since they would be the same color as their creators. Possibly they were given a directive to guide or protect them. Uh, or sorry, to, to guide or protect from behind the scenes. What do you think about this theory? So, yeah, we touched exactly. on that earlier. See, yeah, this yeah. is what makes the most sense. But that is yeah. also, in my humble onion, the most boring outcome oh, because 100%. that's so expected. Uh, and that's, I don't that know. They're not even twelve different individuals from the ancients, but they're just one person's creations. Would be very dull. Yeah. Uh, I hope they are. Yeah, I don't necessarily uh, agree, say that they're all Azems. I don't think they're Vanars. The thing I find I th- most interesting about these gods is that they do the same thing that the Auspices do and turn into minions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing else seems to do that. No. Uh, and Meteon does. <clears throat> No one cares about Meteon. Yeah, Meteon's but I'm just, I'm just like, giving you an ex- um, Mela, I'm giving you an example of an ancient creation that can turn into a minion. That's yeah. true. I'm still hoping on the idea that there are other ancients that somehow escape the Sundering. Because I think that well, would that be a would lot more interesting. That would be cool. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that they they were given directives <laughs> onto like, and they've had like. A thousand years to get that buff. Yeah, they've been bulking up. They've they've been. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, then how did how did Thal become what he is? Right. I don't know. Maybe like the Sundering kind of fucked them up for a little bit. Yeah. Well, like, then I thought they escaped he got the a little bit. No, he got they a little escaped bit. it. They didn't go unharmed. Is my I don't well, know. Eleven, the eleven of them got through, and then. Yeah. Now Thal got like caught in the end, and he was split <laughs> yeah. up a little bit. Or maybe it was like two that's people why he's the twins. Just, 
they were just standing like a little bit too close to each other and then they got like formed together. Mm. That's worse. Both of them got split in half, so they decided to join themselves into one full person. Mm. Just like Alpha No Analyze did at the in the level sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or maybe he's just been like that even when he was an ancient. He was just came out fucked up. Like he was just two people. Yeah. I feel as if ancients don't create fucked up children. I feel as if that is not something that would allow to happen. It just I mean, doesn't sound like something that would exist in their society. No. Are you suggesting that they're conjoined twins? No, I am suggesting something else that's not that. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, well, um, that's that. We'll um, speculate. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know anything about them yet. Um I just hope they are a little more than just a creation of Be interesting. them, because that's so done already, but all right. Um, moving on to uh, the uh, main beef, the main dish, the main beef. Main beef. No one says the main, main beef. beef. <laughs> the main story. We have some interviews with uh, Yoshi P. Uh, so uh, we'll start with the first one. Uh, this is from PlayStation.blog. Um, so, PlayStation. Yeah, this is more about um, yeah, beyond... I love that it's... Yeah? That's what they claim the website is. It's PlayStation.blog, and then if you look at the URL, it's blog.playstation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's very... Like... Yeah. Um, so, yes, um, this is this interview will focus more on... It's a Q&A sort of interview um, about... Um, well, the, the title is Beyond Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. All right, from enhancing solo play to a full graphical overhaul, a discussion on what's to come for the MMO. From newfound adventures to long-anticipated lore explorations, the first content patch since Final Fantasy XIV's Endwalker expansion marks the beginning of a new era for Warriors of Light everywhere. Producer and director Naoki Yoshida answered a few of our burning questions about what's to come for the critically acclaimed MMO. Have you heard about its free trial? No. <laughs> PlayStation.blog. Uh, sorry, the, the, they're asking. Endwalker has led to the Warrior of Light through an incredibly climactic adventure of unprecedented scale, closing a chapter 10 years in the making. What do you see our Warrior of Light in our Warrior of Light's future? Doesn't he deserve a bit of uh, a break? How do you follow up on such a grand adventure with so much at stake? Doesn't he? Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't don't they deserve a bit of a break? Thank you. <laughs> uh, Yoshida says, I think our Warriors of Light had some rest, but um, there wasn't much rest for us in the development team. Smiles bitterly. <laughs> this is such an iconic thing for Yoshi P. Yeah, he, why do they always do smiles that in bitterly. every interview? Yeah. So uh, does he t- like, does he type that in an email interview? Yeah. If this is a tech, if this is purely a text interview. Then, like, does he always? Is that a, just like an, a Japanese emote that he likes to use? Yeah, maybe. Smiles bitterly. <laughs> Please look forward to the story that will begin from our newfound adventure and the mysteries and goals that will be brought up. I can't say much further. First, do be sure to see how things kick off in patch 6.1 story. I believe that the key to continuing these stories is whether or not they'll excite us as developers. If our motivation erodes uh, away, there is no doubt that it, uh, it will extend to our players. To prevent this from happening, we always place paramount importance on ensuring it's engaging and fun for us to create new stories and content from our perspective as developers. Yeah. Uh, fine. I fine. mean, yeah, if you're bored, we'll be bored. True. That makes sense. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. 
You've expressed wanting to make 14 more accessible to solo play. How do you marry the idea of an MMO by design by design a multiplier <laughs> multiplier? Hi everyone, my name is Multiplayer. Multiplayer experience. <laughs> uh, by design, a multiplayer experience and solo play. What is your design philosophy there, and how do you approach these changes while, st while staying true to the MMO aspects? <laughs> I was waiting for like a response for some reason. I oh, was like, sorry. Yeah. No, I was waiting no, for sorry. you know. I was asking a question. You're going to answer. Pee, I will. <laughs> the answer is simple. My concept is to make the most of Final Fantasy XIV's characteristics as a story-driven MMORPG and make it so that only the story can be played through on a solo basis. So marrying isn't the right expression. And what I want to do is lower the barrier for entry among those who feel intimidated by MMORPGs or who are not a uh, good at multiplayer games. Of course, I'll be happy if players are satisfied after completing just the story, or if throughout their journeys they discover the fun of multiplayer and MMORPGs, leading them to try out various types of content. Yeah, the first one's free kids. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so this is something we've seen. Don't try Crystalline Conflict if you ever want to enjoy multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Uh, yeah, this is something he's talked about a lot before. Um... I feel like if you're intimidated, I think everyone, isn't everyone, we've had this discussion before, but isn't everyone like a little intimidated the first time they play an MMORPG? Like, I think... Yeah, for, for sure. But this is a, a, not unique, but a slightly unique game because a lot of people never play MMOs and just play it because it's Final Fantasy. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And so for those people, it is a, a more bizarre experience. That's true. But That is true. That is why, the like... the worst that can happen? Like, I was forced uh, to, to, like, I, I got 11 for Christmas, but I knew that 11 was an MMORPG. The worst Christmas ever. <laughs> that was great. It came with the, you know, the, the hard drive and everything. But um, a PS2 player here, yeah, that's right. I was uh, the first time I played it. <laughs> Uh, was on PS2, uh, and I remember the fucking fear of seeing like someone moving across the screen and knowing that was another real person. I don't mm. like that. Um, I liked that. I cut my teeth on Maple Story. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been in the trenches. <laughs> I'll never forget playing EverQuest Two on a roleplay server and never really being sure whether they were trying to talk to me in character or not. I'm oh. so confused by what they were saying. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, dosteth goeth on an adventure. <laughs> and like, is this in character or not? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I've got to go and have my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. The upcoming Alliance Raid, Myths of the Realm, will focus heavily on some long-established lore of Eorzea. What do you think about some of the theories players have come up with about the deities and patrons of Eorzea? Will our chosen deity in character creation finally have an impact beyond flavor lore? Yoshida says... Of course, I look through the theories players come up with, and it seems that some of them may not be far from hitting the mark. Ask me. So I, I feel like Ashan. Feel like these are creations uh, based on that. In this alliance raid, the story will be about the very existence of the twelve and their true nature. However, the deities chosen during character creation will not affect your status during battle. Our players need not worry. Dang, that would have been fun. They say during the battle. That does not mean yeah. that there won't be some sort of cutscene or something that is more tailored towards you and your uh, your chosen member of That's the That's true. That's true. That'd be so funny at the end when they'll be like, Ralka will come up to you and go, oh, by the way, 
glad you picked me as your deity, even though I've not made mention of it for yeah. like two <laughs> cycles. Very cool, you worship me. Yeah, <laughs> cool, dude. Have a clipping of my beard. <laughs> uh, all right, in some of the changes you've announced in your 10-year plan for the game, the graphical update has had many excited. How do you approach a project of this size, and what are your main areas of focus? Yoshida says, my area of focus was on those players who have spent a long time playing 14 and developed a strong attachment to their avatar. I don't want them to think my character looked better before or this doesn't look right with this update. The beauty of graphics depends not only on the method used, but also on the sensibilities of the individual. So I'm merely aiming for the evolution of graphics from the perspective of Final Fantasy XIV. To this end, we created numerous batches of test data, while the artists, engineers, and I discussed, discussed and decided on an approach for updating the shaders, lighting, and textures that, would, that we would employ. Lastly, it's a matter of the game's creative direction, so, it's also lar so it also largely depends on my sensibility in relation to judging, yes, this works. Yeah, 14 has been, we've said this many times, but 14 has been very lucky with its um uh just overall look because they've went for mm. a it's like between like it's kind of cartoonish but not really it's like it's mm. hard to describe well, 14 it's a bit more realistic than like kingdom hearts but yeah. it's not as mm. like realistic as 15 right yeah or 13 right boy are we lucky for that yeah and the the problem is that with uh with the graphical and i think that's what he means here is that if they go too ham on like upgrading the graphics mm -hmm. it might start to like age rapidly because oh, yeah because mm. like as impressive as like seven and eight were at the time mm -hmm. they've aesthetically aged much more than you would say for nine which has gone yeah. for which went for a much more cartoony art style which thankfully mm -hmm. sort of holds up better with age yes yeah that's true that's yeah. true yeah i as someone that didn't play world of warcraft when they did the visual update of all the races, were there people complaining about their characters not feeling the same or not looking the same as they remembered them looking prior? No, I don't not think particularly. The visual update deal. for WoW was quite decent. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, because the um, style didn't really change. They just added more uh, no. detail to them, essentially, but without touching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is same kind of what... the overworld, like the old yeah. zones. It, it's kind of the same that we're we're seeing planned for the graphical update here, where the, where the update isn't that massive. They're just introducing some. We're going to talk more about the graphical updates in the other interviews, but yeah. Um, so yeah, there we go. Moving on. Uh, many players are incredibly excited about the upcoming Dragon Songs. Uh, okay, this so this is obviously before Ultimate came out. Um, so. Uh, th these are very long and difficult fights that are an ode to a specific story arc in 14. What was your design philosophy for the Dragon Song arc? How do you balance difficulty to ensure the content will be as challenging as possible, yet accessible? Yoshida says, This time the concept was to transform the story of the Dragon Song War from the patch 3.x series it uh, itself into an ultimate raid. Clearing an ultimate series raid doesn't necessarily reward players with powerful weapons or other such items. What players will acquire are, shiny are a shiny weapon and a title. In other words, a challenge for themselves alongside a sense of fulfillment and pride for having battled to victory. With the exception of the world first race, that is, precise, that is precisely why I believe that the duty stands on its own, because there is a sense of challenge, rather than a focus, focus on how fast the party clears it. As for the difficulty, 
we don't quite have uh, approachability in mind. Laughs. So yeah, good. I don't know what they meant by accessible because I I think I don't think these should be. No, I think accessible. These they don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's at strange. least in terms of like player skill. Obviously, they should be mm. accessible for different needs, but right. Not yeah. not as in um, like casual shouldn't be clear in this. Mm-hmm. With considering like how detailed and actually how many phases this <clears throat> ultimate has Mela as the person that has seen the most of it. Um, mm. Do you think it is justifiable for them to have taken longer with it? Um, how long has it been since the last one? Now uh, it's five point one. No. Mm. No. Okay. It's in a really good fight. I don't know how long their general cycle of producing them is, but I think having like one in expansion isn't good enough for okay. such a such a strong piece of code. Because do you really want to be excited every like imagine being the most hardcore player and this is like the one thing you want to do. But, what do you do for the rest well, of the remember two that years? You have to remember that the, the ultimate was meant to come out in Shadowbringers, but pandemic and stuff pushed everything yeah. back. So in that's terms why of we're that, if it was it meant to come out like they... in five point five or something, and haven't they already told us that oh. we're going to get another ultimate? Um, in... I think they said they're very much aiming for yeah. it. Yeah, so they yeah. want to have two two, at least two per expansion. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. th- if they're up to this quality, that's that's an acceptable timeline. Yeah, I don't know what they'll do next. Um, one tired. This... Mm. Warren Tribe will be super cool. Probably will be, yeah. I don't think that's as good story-wise, though. But I think this will be a real peak for Ultimate, so I don't think we'll see another one this good for a while. (laughs) They'll justify it by, like, involving Omega. So, like, Omega will be like, ha-ha, you you want to experience Final Fantasy VI? I'll show it to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think, I, I feel like the next Ultimate of this quality will probably be, like, the Highland Zodiac one in, like... In his time. Oh, that's possible. They could do something like that. That one would be a very good story-wise as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, we have many. Yeah, Four Lords. There's a lot they can Four Lords is, is fun again, a but not lords. good story-wise. Mm. A Four Lords where you actually get to fight the final thing there, Mela. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Please show me oh, what yeah. it looks like. That's true. That's oh, like... Yeah, you you don't horse. yeah, kind of forgot about it. It's just a Kieran. It's yeah. just yeah. a Kieran <laughs> yeah. model. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, moving on to the next uh, next um, interview. This is by Tech Radar, and this is more about the graphical stuff uh, that we touched on, um, and it's specifically touching on ray tracing, which we've talked about before. Um, so um, yeah, let's jump into it. Naoki Yoshida, director and producer of Final Fantasy XIV, has said not to expect ray tracing to be added to the popular MMORPG anytime soon, and perhaps not even as part of the graphical upgrade that's coming to the game in the next couple of years. Uh, in an exclusive comment to TechRadar, Yoshida explained that ray tracing isn't a priority for the development team right now, owing to the notion that the advanced lighting tech may not be a good fit for Final Fantasy XIV in general. At this point, quote, at this point in time, I haven't placed so much importance on ray tracing, says Yoshida. This is because PC systems that can render graphics with it, with it are limited, and it would not be very effective in 14, uh, where there's not a strong impression related to visuals of machines in the game. Uh, 
what is that? What does he mean by that? They would not be very effective in 14 where there's not a strong impression related to visuals of machines. Attempting in the game. to say that the game's quite well optimized for older machines and we're not putting so much focus <clears throat> on graphical fidelity. Mm. Well, I think no. I think no, he's okay. Going, there's some clarification. The following. Explain this. Yeah, yeah, Yoshida isn't wrong. While Final Fantasy XIV does feature more science fiction elements and settings, such as Magitek Steel of the Garlean Empire and Allegan institutions like the Etherochemical Research Facility, such locales are few and far between compared to the more fantastical settings one would often associate with the series. So he 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 says that Yoshida is saying that. It's more ray tracing is more impactful in a higher tech. Te- area. I feel yeah, like just make locations or worlds. Well, I we have loads of something. Yeah, I don't, I this really might fly over our heads here. I think something's lost in translation, maybe. Uh, yeah. Because there's That's, lots. That of doesn't tech. make sense. Allegan is like we have so many Allegan dungeons and I mean, locations. But we, haven't, we haven't gone to an Allegan location recently. We haven't oh, gone there God. since. And thank God, let's That's keep true. it that way. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna done with. I'm done with that. Well, Crystal Tower is Allegan. We've been there plenty of times. That, look, would, imagine yeah, that yeah, with ray tracing. Okay. That'd be wild. Internally, Crystal Tower has much more of like. It is it's the least technologically looking parts of the Allegan Empire. It's, it's true. Much more like an ancient structure. It's actually late Allegan. Yeah, I know, but it shouldn't be. But imagine the ray, uh, ray tracing in a, in the Crystal Tower with all that crystal. That would be wild. Mm. But like Labyrinth is what early Allegan should look like in my yeah, head. Yeah, I yeah I agree. But it's not. It is not. It's so stupid. Um, okay, that is not to say graphical enhancements aren't coming to Final Fantasy XIV at all, though, as the game is set to receive an update in this regard alongside the launch of the next expansion, which, given the current rate of major patch updates, is speculated to launch sometime in 2024. Yoshida supports this announcement, made at a recent letter from the producer live presentation, by stating, However, as we recently announced in Letter from the Producer Live, part... Ugh... 68... Uh, we will increase yes. uh, we will increase the power of our graphics engine as we look ahead to Final Fantasy XIV's future expansion. We will seek to add new ways of expressing graphics as we go about doing this. DirectX 12 will also be part of that. Whoa, DX That's pretty good. Yeah, we're getting DX 12. Mm-hmm. That's a good update, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. th- that will force people because I don't think so. Some people still play 14 on like Windows 7, right? But s- uh, DirectX 12 is not supported. People, I mean, on... some people still play it on DX9. Can you even not... do that anymore? You can still play yeah, it on DX9. DX9. It's not supported, and if you have like graphical issues with it, they won't mm-hmm. help you with them. Right, okay. Because I, I think... DX10 is now default. We skipped 11. Yeah. And Wait, did we skip 11? Now. No, we're on... Well, why would no, we, we skip 10? No... We skipped 10. No. Oh, sorry, yeah. We, yeah, we skipped yeah, 10. Yeah. We're on 11 now. Yeah, we skipped 10. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think that's another sort of generation of OSs that won't be able to play on like the highest settings anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, honestly, if you're playing on expect- Windows Seven, it's time. You don't have to. <laughs> but I will say, it is not time for eleven. Go to ten. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah Do I'm, favor, yeah, I'm suffering. I'm suffering. Yeah. I. Are you on eleven? Yeah, I was forced to roll it when I got my new computer. It came no. with it. Yeah. Oh. Yuri, I suspect DX12 support will come around the same time that they want to abandon PS4 support. Mm, potentially. Oh, yeah? It'll Maybe, probably yeah. come with this expansion. Mm-hmm. 
Does mm-hmm. PS4 support RTX 12? I think surely. Or does it not? I don't know. ask me. I don't know. Oh no, they use a different platform, don't they? They don't use Dart. Yeah. I don't think they use DirectX, do they? I don't know. They don't know enough about consoles. OpenGL, don't they? Yeah, they might be. I don't know. Uh, PlayStation does not use DirectX. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Um, yeah, based on your Shida's updates, sorry, com- comments, it seems unlikely that ray tracing will arrive in Final Fantasy XIV at present, even when the planned. Even with the planned graphical update, this is actually supported by another comment Yoshida shared with us on the topic of the Endwalker zones that were among the most challenging to develop. The most difficult in terms of finishing touches were Mare Lamentorum on the moon and Ultima Thule, the last zone, which were implemented in Endwalker. It was equally immensely difficult to create the lighting, shadows, and build up uh, and build up what we envisaged, envisaged for the objects to be placed within the limited capabilities of the graphics engine. At any rate, it wasn't like any of us in the development team, myself included, could leave Earth and visit other planets for research. Laughs. With, with that in mind... I don't know if I 15 deaths would have. <laughs> true. With that in mind then, adding ray tracing lighting technology to Final Fantasy XIV isn't quite as simple as taking a blanket approach and applying it to the entirety of the explorable zones across the game. Some zones simply wouldn't benefit due to the lack of areas and landmarks that could truly show off the tech. Mm-hmm. Additionally, some zones, as Yoshida mentioned, required much more work to get the lighting right within Final Fantasy XIV's relatively old engine. The development team could That's generous. <laughs> the development team could try to implement an easier, more cost-effective solution, like local shadow ray tracing, as we saw with Cyberpunk 2077. But even that runs the risk of creating inconsistent lighting across the vast game world. I don't like that solution. I think that would be very bad for our game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because they they put a lot of work into f- setting the lighting just right, and that's with you know this really old engine. We, we've he kind of remember when he showed off that they could only put like one real light into a scene, and then the rest had to be like faked somehow. Like there's some yeah. fakery involved, so the shadows don't cast yeah. right and stuff. They are working on that. That's something that we'll get. That's what I'm saying. Next it's but just imagine mm-hmm. with if they're going to do the ray tracing thing. That means mm. they just they flick the switch for ray tracing. There's one light source in the whole scene, and it's like oh okay, <laughs> uh, lovely. Um, Okay. Maybe you'll be able to have more of those directed lights inside your house once we get this graphics. Oh, yes, finally. <laughs> that's such a bizarre... Uh, that's because you can only have one light source. You may have two and yeah. no more. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. Um, finally, as PC, PS5, and PS4 players share, this, share the same servers with crossplay enabled, the Final Fantasy XIV team may wish to keep a relatively consistent graphical experience across the three platforms. While it's certainly a very capable console in terms of graphics, ray tracing on PS5 will more often than not compromise the frame rate in games that support the lighting tech. Plus, the PS5 version of Final Fantasy XIV currently can't maintain a consistent frame rate in both 4K and 1440p display modes. Adding ray tracing to the mix risks compromising that already rock rocky experience even more. See... Oh. Yeah. power of the ps5 isn't that sad that is so sad that it's like we're on the current gen really expensive ps5 can't run 14 I mean, at a consistent frame rate yes 
I mean, compare PS5 to a high-end PC price point-wise. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying this is with consoles. Four K and two K. Consoles are supposed to like, yeah, but that's like that's the gamer's resolution on consoles now. It, it was actually that with the PS4. That was like the big well, draw the, with you're that. You're supposed to be able to go up to like 120 FPS on 2K who, or maybe who, 4K. Who plays? 1080p on their tv nowadays like no one does that no not if you're on your tv no but that's what a console is um meant for. ps5 update is adding variable frame rate soon it mm-hmm. might just be like a something that's enforced within the hardware right now that of course was this because i don't see why i mean it depends what they're saying where it's maintain a consistent frame rate at yeah. what frame rate yeah i doubt they mean 60 because the de facto now is like 120 on ps5 is it does it mean they can't maintain 120 I would is just, it really? I would say sixty. Sixty is well, standard frame. One hundred and twenty yeah. is advertised at, at like. Two yeah, but or I don't think that's the standard. This is an it's MMO. Brilliant. This is for fourteen. Is it fourteen? Does not no, boast know, that you can play four K. About the PS5's capabilities, and it's saying it can't maintain a consistent frame rate. I'm asking at what frame rate? Sixty. If it's sixty, that's bad. But if it's one twenty, then that's there's there, there's no way they're going to expect one hundred and twenty frames per second from a PS5 on an MMO. That, that's would. unlikely. What? You would. At 4K. It's a, 14. it's a PS, it's a console. At 2K, at 2K yeah, I would expect it. Consider, like, how how do you think your PS5 is going to react if you want to watch, if you want to play this game at 4K, 120 frames per second, and you're wandering through the Etherite Plaza in Limsa Liminsa? Yeah. Yeah, some locations it would, you'd need to have, like, well, less people on screen. It, the the problem for me is that it can't maintain apparently sixty frames per second per second. Uh, yeah, so that's that. bad if that's true. Yeah, but again, it's an MMO. It's different than another game. Like uh, like uh, there's a lot of things to load in and keep loading in. Mm-hmm. So it's different, but mm. still, it uh, yeah. Okay, uh, last interview that we're touching on here is uh, from nme.com. dot um, What does that stand for, Lakeel? Norwegian men. Oh, I uh, there's a there's a word that I want to say there, but this is the podcast. Oh, uh, say it. This Norwegian, it's not English. Entities. There oh. we go. No, New Musical Express. Okay, almost. It's pretty close. Really? Yeah. Apparently. Uh, okay, so this is this is about patch six point one. Director and producer Neo Kiyoshita discusses Final Fantasy XIV's new storyline. It's accompanied. Uh, Alliance Raid, and making PvP enjoyable for all players. Following the long, carefully crafted... You hear that, Mela? <laughs> Shut up. Following the long, carefully crafted... for anyone. <laughs> carefully crafted journey from Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, to the success of the latest expansion, Endwalker, many players were left with one big question. What's next? The MMO's first story arc, which told the tale of Hydaelyn and Zodiac, spanned ten years and four expansion. S- and in that time, <laughs> built the world of Eorzea that so many players have grown to love, not to mention filled with extensive lore and memorable characters. For developer Square Enix, the answer to this is simple. Another chapter, a new adventure. And they're only just getting started. Warriors of Light have already been given a taste of what's to come with the recently released patch 6.1, Newfound Adventure, a major update that features the first batch of content following the conclusion of Endwalker, including brand new main scenario quests, an alliance raid, a new PvP duty, and more, and more. (laughs) 
Considering how Final Fantasy XIV's first tale took its time-telling and intricate storyline, it's too early to determine where exactly this arc will lead, but players who have already taken the time to play through the new quests will know that it has already presented new mysteries and leaves off, leaves off on an interesting cliffhanger. Speaking to enemy, Final Fantasy XIV... Really? Does it leave us off an interesting cliffhanger? I mean, we're going into the void. Yeah, what does the big void man want? Yeah, I guess, it, I guess it leaves... Yeah, Golbez is probably the big one. Yeah, I what guess. are Golbez and the Four Fiends going to do? Yeah, that's oh. true. Speaking... Uh, speaking to enemy, Final Fantasy XIV director and producer Naoki Yoshida says he hopes players will appreciate the beginning of this new adventure following Endwalker. Uh, we undertook development in the hope that players will think a new fun adventure has started. I can't wait to see how this one continues, exactly along the lines of the patch title. We'll be incredibly happy if we get that kind of response. At any rate, whichever way you enjoy it, we'd love for you to continue appreciating the journey throughout the adventure. With every MMO that receives regular updates, a lot of time and effort is dedicated to building the game's story. Despite patch 6.1 featuring just a taste of what's to come, Yoshida has confirmed that the writing team has already completed the writing of for the main scenario quest through the 6.x updates and is currently in the process of oh. writing 7.0. Whoa, whoa, we whoa. completed the writing for the main scenario quests. I would have thought they would have finished like the main outlines, but like they'd still, well, I guess they'd still be open to like editing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty pug. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have always said that they're normally writing two years ahead of where they That's true. Where we yes. They tend not to really talk about it until it's happened. They're like, oh, yeah, we started this two years ago. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, why would they? Yeah, well, I know, but it's nice to hear, I guess. Yeah. Um, the plot for the main scenario in the patch 6.x series has already been completed, and we're deciding it, and we've decided on its conclusion. He explained. Currently, script-related work for several patches and work on the detailed plot are underway. In fact, on my end, I'm already deciding on what I envision for 7.0. You see, Final Fantasy XIV is tough work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alongside new main scenario quests, the highly anticipated Alliance raid Myths of the Realm was finally presented to players. This raid in particular had garnered much speculation following its initial announcement given its theme around the Twelve. Many wondered how Myths of the Realm would play a role in the MMO story just as others have before, before in the past, such as the Labyrinth of the Ancients, and given the significance of the Twelve, as well as the fact that it's the first original Alliance raid in a long time, players were eager to find out. According to Yoshida, the team designed this raid to expand the lore of the Twelve, which has been wrapped in the game's story since the beginning, and make players ask questions about their purpose and origin. Do the Twelve really exist? If they do, are they literally gods or primals? He said. The answers to such questions will be revealed in this raid series, and it is somewhat, re somewhat related to the main storyline, but not mandatory to play. So take it easy and enjoy the raid. Well, I hopefully we already know they're not primals. Yeah, and unless they're yeah, lying, that's what they say. What if it, they are primals? That's the most disappointing. That's bad ending unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate that. Um, all right. Another exciting addition to Final Fantasy XIV was the here we go was the adjusted PvP experience along with a brand new crystalline conflict PvP duty. Crystalline conflict, in particular, is the most notable update to PvP as it features short, ranked, and casual matches balanced for all players to enjoy. Uh, in what way? Sorry, for how to enjoy? How do we enjoy? <laughs> Mela, just don't be what's bad. The, I, got, I got a bronze what's, three. <laughs> what's the enjoyable? Is the enjoyable experience to just run around the map and see the sights? 
Is that what the fun thing is? Is that what people like to do? Because they're never going on the point, which is the whole point. I think it's all you. You're the common factor here. Okay, all right. There exists a portion of players who are very active in the competitive scene, but when it came to casuals checking out the system, it wasn't as engaging. For the development Mm, team... <laughs> for the development team. <laughs> what do you mean, Georgie? You didn't like the. Oh, I think I'll just try some feast. And f- two hours later, getting into a queue to get killed. And then get destroyed in like 10 seconds. God, it's so. <sighs> it was good. Let me tell you, I've been doing Seal Rock for a very long time. Uh huh. Every, every time it comes up, I, I queue up for Salt Rock and then I cry because I don't get any wins that day. Yeah. And oh, I don't know how. I don't know how they just let this game mode exist. I don't know why they <laughs> suffer like this. Why do anyone suffer in this fucking game? Uh-huh. Uh, okay, uh, for the development team, Yoshida said it was their desire to create opportunities for more players to enjoy PvP. Based on the characteristics of Final Fantasy XIV players, we are revamping the PvP actions for all jobs, eliminating the concept of roles, and making PvP fun in a casual, easygoing way, but while still making sure the action is intense in ranked matches, Yoshida explained. You're damn right it's easygoing. It's so easygoing, some people barely even touch their keyboards, it seems. That's pretty easygoing, I think. Seems pretty easygoing. We have also created a new reward system specifically for PvP, which I hope you will enjoy and will endeavor to be as responsive as possible when undertaking balance adjustments with respect to player feedback moving forward. Prior Keep to- Warrior Stun, though. Keep that. I want the AoE Stun. That's really <laughs> Don't touch my makes, limit break. You can, you can oh, slow it down. They need to increase the time it takes. Yeah, that's fine. To- Your limit break cannot exist How anymore. fucking dare you? <laughs> well, I dare disagree you. with Mailer on that. <laughs> yeah. In its current form. In its current form, it's it, it char- recharges too quickly. stupid, Lukil. It just stuns people. But Mailer, I can barely do anything else. It's all I fucking have. I can turn you into I mean, an imp. That's it. I mean, you gotta admit, if they had the balls to give a healer a gap closer, which puts you right next to your enemy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta give them something else. Yes. And that's the and only way I do that to get your AOE cure, cure three. Yeah. It's fucked up. They're forcing like, me to jump into like the fray and fucking die just to unlock my cure three. Um. All right. Prior to the release of Endwalker, the development team announced a new management system that will be added to the game, named Island Sanctuary. This is a highly anticipated feature that will allow players to experience the quiet uh, Final Fantasy XIV life, as opposed to running dungeons, raids, and PvP. It's a far Um, more casual system. (laughs) That'll be my psychiatric hospital after having too many (laughs) Chris Lycott Uh, Yeah, um, it's a far more casual system that will let players raise animals, cultivate the earth, and relax away from all the responsibility of the Warrior of Light. This sounds really nice. It it does sound Yeah, it sounds lovely. The feature was Mm -hmm. originally scheduled to launch alongside Endwalker, but was delayed and will now release with patch 6.2. So long. Speaking on Island Sanctuary, Yoshida has reaffirmed that it that all is proceeding nicely with the new system, and players can expect its release soon. Yoshida says everything is progressing well, but since this is content that plays very differently from things we've implemented previously, now that patch 6.1 has been released, I'd like to spend some time taking a closer look by showcasing it in the letter from the producer live for patch 6.2, he said. Oh my god. I can tell you. You roll it first? 
Uh, I was just going to say, I love how when it comes to Island Sanctuary, they have to like be on this really thin line of being like, yes, guys, get excited. It's it's going to be this new casual fun content. And you can relax. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, it's our first time making this. Yeah. Like, don't expect quality. Don't expect start. It might just be shit. The expectations. Yeah. Won. Yeah. 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 Um, he mentions it being in the in an upcoming uh, live letter. I can tell you right now, it's not going to be in the next one. The next one is going to cover patch. Uh, oh 6.15. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, it'll be in like June. Yeah, during Probably, some sometime yeah. during yeah. summer, we'll we'll see the first pick, the first maybe even a demo uh, of um yeah of this content. So it should be a big flat island. Just, just, just with nothing. one minion running around, and just a tiny little hut <laughs> like that. You we have, yeah. we have uh, ended support for Seal Rock. Yeah, it is now your island. <laughs> That's Yay. the island sanctuary. Yeah, uh, oh. you're gonna boot up into island sanctuary. It's gonna <laughs> fucking load into GM underscore flat grass. Those were the days. Oh yeah, <laughs> build it yourself, fucker. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, well, there you go. That was uh, three interviews uh, from Yoshi P. Uh, interesting stuff. No ray tracing, but um, I can live Not without necessary. ray tracing. We don't need ray tracing. What we need is anti-aliasing. Yes, I. Ray we need it. Feels like such a gimmick. It's oh, but it's oh, the game it's is so, so ugly in this game. The aliasing is horrible. It, it is ray really tracing is. I don't care. I don't care about ray tracing. It's, ray tracing looks nice in games that are designed for it. Yeah, this isn't. but sometimes I'll be like, I'll play a game and it's like, okay, this has ray tracing. And I'm like, I can't tell the difference. I can't, yeah. really can't it tell depends. the difference. Yeah, it really depends. How. It just, yeah. It's just more realistic shadowing and lighting. Yeah. If you want to get some cool stuff, get some DLSS in there. That shit's dope. Oh, yeah. That's, That's pretty good. Yeah. If, you, if you're on a lower end system or whatever and need to boost up to play 8K. I can only play 8K. Okay. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, cool. Uh, all right, well, yeah. that is that's it, everyone. That's the show. We're at the end. We did it. Oh. Um, thanks for watching, everyone. We'll be back uh, next week, same time, same place. Remember to follow on Twitter at speakersxav, twitch.tv slash speakersofhild, and youtube.com slash speakersxav, exclamation discord in chat if you're watching on demand. Links in the description. Uh, send us mogmail, speakersxav.com slash mogmail. And if you're watching live, post show is about to start, so make sure you watch that. All right, we'll see you later. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. You've just listened to an episode of Speakers of Heidelin, produced by Speakers Network. Producer for this episode was Lukeel Bravestone. Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy XIV is a registered trademark of Square Enix Holding Company Limited. If you would like to support the show, consider pledging to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash speakersxiv, or buy some merch at teespring.com slash stores slash speakersxiv. Link to both of these sites, as well as our Discord server, is provided in the episode description. Thank you for listening to this Speakers Network production.